This is Fred Vogel from Toe Tag, and you're listening to Sick on Cinnabon. And welcome to Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your Paul Kersey fan club, John. I'm your other half, Matt. And uh, this is a late edition. We're we're a week late. Oh, and there's been a lot. Yeah, live got in the way of doing the podcast. Well, I mean, can, can I say what we were probably doing? Yeah. Okay, I'm doing. I'm in college now. Yep. And also, uh, I have a job. Yep. You have a full time job as well. Yep. And in our free time, we're playing Fire Pro Wrestling on the PlayStation. That's true, but uh, <laughs> I don't think Fire Pro was what led to the the, the delay. No, it, it, it's it's just it's work in school, but yeah. you know, it was unfortunate. We really wanted to get this episode out quicker. Yeah, but here we are now. Friday kind of came and went. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, and I had one of them watched, and you had like one of them watched. Yeah, we were like. We, we got to make up for it, there will be an episode next week. Yes. So we get back on schedule. And we have things that we have to get done Yeah. in order for these uh, these October episodes to go off. So yes. very important that we do this. <laughs> but that's stuff to discuss off the air. Anyways, <laughs> before we get to what we're talking about today, which will be Michael Winner's Death Wish trilogy. Yes. Uh, comments, questions, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. You can follow us on social medias at Sick on Cinema on all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sick on Cinema podcast is what you're going to look for on Instagram. Yeah. Um, rate us five stars, iTunes. That is a big help. That will help us, help us out tremendously. Go give our friends a follow at uh, Who Will Survive podcast. Mm-hmm. Go give uh, Rain Architect a follow. He, he's on many platforms. Many as well. platforms. So. We'd like to give those shout-outs first. And we can finally kind of announce something that we've been working on for a while. Yeah. Uh, I have been directing, and you've been helping. Yeah. On a documentary being produced for a local independent wrestling company called NGW. Yes, uh, Next Generation Wrestling out of Tennessee. Yeah, who has brought in countless big-name independent wrestlers, such uh, as Matt Cross. Just and name a few uh, people they've brought in. Matt Cross, mm-hmm. Rich Swan, Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan, Ultimo Dragon, Zack Sabre Jr., yeah, uh, Pentagon and Phoenix. Yes. So if you're a wrestling fan, you know these names. Yeah. Um, but we've been working with them to make a documentary, and the trailer for it has just dropped. We're still in production. It's still a long ways away from being done. <laughs> yeah, at the very end, there's not really a name for the documentary yeah. yet. I think it's going to be called This Is NGW. Okay, cool. But there's that's not solid just yet. But if you go over to Eddie Shepard on Facebook, mm-hmm. you can't miss it. He has a poster of their upcoming show as his profile picture. They always do. Yep. Um, 
He posted the trailer to his uh, social media, to his Facebook page. It's on the Twitter as, as well. well. It's a condensed version, though. Is it condensed? Yeah, it's not the full version. Well, Twitter is finicky. Yeah, the full version's on Facebook. You can go check it out, and you know we'll keep you up to date as we go. But we can now officially announce that we are making a documentary. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So before we get into the movies today, how have you been? I burped in the microphone. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. Absolutely exhausted. Oh, I feel you. I got up at six o'clock, went to work, did seven roll tanners of food and <laughs> chemicals and dog food. So tired. But we did something fun a couple weeks ago that we need oh, to talk yeah. about. Um, Big shout out to Central Cinema of Knoxville. This is not pr- a promotion or no. anything like that. We just we we just felt like doing this. Yes. Um. They are a movie house out of Knoxville, Tennessee, ran by the same people who do the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. Yes. Awesome people. We got to speak to them a little bit while we were there. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. We'd like to speak to them more. Hopefully before Knoxville Horror Film Festival. Film Festival. I cannot talk today. I'm too tired. I've got a headache as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. This is, is going to be a rough episode. Um, we'd like to have them on maybe sometime down the road if we can get a hold of them. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. Because they run the Knoxville Horror Film Festival, which is a festival that I go to every year. And this will be my first year. Yeah, where it's just three days of nothing but movies. I usually only get to do Saturday due to work. Yeah. But, you know, it's from like 10 in the morning to like 11 at night of just movies. Mm-hmm. And it's super awesome. Really fun. Um, they've started a movie house. on Saturday? Yeah. Okay, I should be off that day. Okay. I oh, know that's something that's just my favorite. <laughs> it just popped in my head, um, so. Anyways, they run, right. they're running this little independent movie house where they're going to be showing, you know, old movies, new movies, independent films, mostly independent and older films. Hmm. And uh, we went and seen Miss 45. Yes. Uh, a sick on cinema approved a movie we covered on the podcast uh, about a year ago, maybe? Mm, I don't know. It was whenever we did Vigilante. Or no, no, it's when we no. did Rape Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the earlier episodes. Uh, I thought we can always go back and look at this later on. Yeah. And then we'll be like, oh, that's what it was. I'm going to throw a guess out. Episode five. Possible. I don't know. I'm just Without looking at it, I don't know. But uh, yeah, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see that movie on the big screen. Oh yeah, like it's it's something I never thought I would ever see. Yeah, and then, um, the week after they showed Shogun Assassins. God, there's one movie they're playing that, and uh, my my friend wanted me to shout him out, so we're gonna do that right. Yeah, now. Uh, our friend Doug, friend of the podcast, uh, um, a movie called Schlock about a killer gorilla. Yeah, by John, made by John Landis. Yeah, and he uses bananas to kill people. And it's They've hilarious. started running on Wednesday. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now they're starting to run on Wednesdays and doing Kung Fu Theater. Yeah. They've showed the uh, the Seven Deadly Venoms and the Crippled Warriors. So they're doing awesome stuff. We just want to shout them out because, like again, it's not a paid promotion or nothing. It's just we're a fan. Yeah, and they're really cool. And we can't wait to see what else you know, they're going to bring us. I can't wait for the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. Yeah. So. They told us some things they might be showing in October, which I don't want to give away. I'd rather people go go give them it's a like on Facebook, but there's some dope stuff coming mm. from Central Cinema and the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. So. Maniac is what they're showing in Knoxville Horror yes. Film Festival. Which and Zombie. Be awesome. If we get to see it. It depends on what day they show oh, it. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Life sucks, and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> but it's time to get to... Uh, 
the main attraction, if you will, the main event of our podcast when we cover the movies of the week. Of the of the week, yeah, every two weeks. Every two weeks. It's this of been, this week. How about it's that? It's been three weeks, but... Yeah. <laughs> what are we covering tonight, Matt? We are covering the Death Wish trilogy. Well, Death Wish is more than a trilogy. Yes, but we're covering the first three films by Michael... Winner. Winner. W-I-N-N-E-R. Winner. <laughs> and he is a winner in my book. Yeah. He has a very strange, over-the-top style that only increases as the films goes along. Oh my god! And like in the first one, he was he just started doing coke, and we'll talk about the <laughs> doing coke. <laughs> he, then the third one's him on meth, <laughs> right? Like I think it's interesting because I think like Dino De Laurentiis kind of reined him in, right? Yeah. And the Canon Pictures was like, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So we are starting with I didn't write down the year. What in the hell? I never do that. Was it 1974? No, I think it's 74. Um, Let me look it up right quick to make sure. I'm pretty sure it's 74, because I think between Death Wish 1 and 2 is 10 years. Yeah. Which is funny, because then Death Wish 3, they claim it's 10 years. And Death Wish 2, they say it's been two years. Oh, good lord. Did you not notice that? No. Yeah. Death Wish 1 takes place in 74. Yeah. Eight, uh, Death Wish 2, even though it came out in 1984, takes place in 1976. Oh, good god. And then uh, <laughs> Death Wish... Three takes place in 1984. Okay. <laughs> All right. According to their timeline. That's bizarre. Yeah, so. Starring Charles Bronson. Oh, this guy is the fucking man. He is the man. <laughs> Charles Bronson, coal miner. Yes. Had to take, get you know, had to, had to get a job at a very young age because his dad passed away and his mother you know, he wanted to take care of the family. He was the oldest son, so he started working at the coal mine and eventually worked his way into acting where he would do such films as Death Wish and Mr. Majestic and The Mechanic and Once Upon a Time in the West. Sergio Leone at one point said he was the greatest actor on the planet. That's some high praise. That's some high praise coming from a guy like Sergio Leone. Who, if you don't know who Sergio Leone is, what are you doing listening to this podcast? But fist for dollars <laughs> for a few dollars more. Good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> to be fair, those movies are very popular. Yeah. And... Also, to also be fair to people who may not know who Sergio Leone is, his movies are very popular, but I don't know if anyone's going to be like, oh, it's... Well, if you're listening to this, you're a movie fan. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> Sergio Leone, you know, Morricone, yeah. they go hand in hand, and Bronson was in Once a Time in the West, which is an absolute fantastic Western. Yes. One of the best Westerns ever made. But we're talking Death Wish. We're getting off topic here. Death we're just Wish. giving a little backstory on Mr. Charles Bronson. Mm-hmm. Who is the epitome of the everyman, in my opinion. Like, in this movie, he plays Paul Kersey. Yeah, Paul Kersey. Who is an iconic character. Who is a character that has the worst look in the history of mankind. He really does. And we'll talk, I, I, and specifically when we get to the third one, we'll talk about this. Oh my God. But Just yeah. Just don't be around him. Yeah, do not get to know Paul Kersey. If you get to know Paul <laughs> Kersey, you're either going to end up dead or, well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. We start the film with him on a, a vacation with his wife, which I thought was a brilliant way to start the movie. It was because the shit hits the fan fast. Yeah, in this movie, right? Not as quick as the third one, but well, we'll get into that. Later. <laughs> like we're on the first one right I know, now. But, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like the movie, like gets going real quick. Yeah. So you don't actually get a lot of time to get to know Kersey and his wife. So they they show this at the beginning and kind of show like, oh, he's a good guy. He's a family man. They're in love. Mm-hmm. So it really kind of gives you a sense of. Um, you know, attachment and emotional connection with these two before the shit hits the fan. 
and it does. So Paul Kersey is an he's an architect. Yeah. You know, he makes you know, he makes houses and he's very good at his job. One day when he's at work, uh his wife and daughter They go to the grocery store. Yep, were these thugs. They get the address because it's on the food. Yeah, because at the time you could have groceries delivered, and you may still can in certain areas. Which not here, but not, not here, here you can't. You carry that shit in. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know the nearest grocery store is quite a ways away. <laughs> so, um, the, the 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 interesting thing about the the gang in this one is uh, the leader of them is none other than Jeff Goldblum oh, in his first role. He went from becoming playing as a thug, then he became a Fly. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it is gross. I love the fly. Oh, it's a it's great, great movie. It is great. I love that movie. But um so they follow Kersey's wife and daughter home, brutalize them. Uh they attempt to rape his daughter. I don't think they succeed. Well, I mean, I I, I don't know. It doesn't it, it's weird. The attack in this is frightening. And very disturbing, but not overly graphic. Yeah, and they also use spray paint everywhere. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's a very scary attack because it's like, it's very grounded in its reality. Yeah. Like, it could happen. You know, you make a mistake and let somebody in and... I mean, if you listen to, like, true crime stuff or watch it, it this happened all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a frightening attack for sure. Oh, it, yeah. It's the most realistic, I think, of all of them, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where the other films get batshit crazy. Um... So they uh, they beat his wife and take off, and you find out that they beat her to death. Yeah. Which the scene where Bronson, Paul Kersey, uh, discovers that his wife is dead is one of the best scenes in the movie, just because it's like very subtle and subdued performance, where I think a lot of other movies would have the guy been like, Like the one guy does in the third one. Yeah. But in this one, Which is he, fine. That's yeah. a fine way to do it, but this is something so unique. That you just don't see in these kind of movies very often. Like he, he kind of like, if I remember correctly, he like just like he grabs his head and he's like, no, he just like he's like, well, how's my wife doing? He's like, no one told you. And he's like, no, she's passed away. And he just like, all the expression is just gone from his face, and it's really haunting, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a very great performance. He grabbed his head, but no, he just like everything, like his expression just drops, and it just holds on him for just a couple seconds, and then it cuts to the funeral. Cuts. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's really <laughs> brutal. So eventually, he gets attacked again, basically. Yeah. Well, no. We're getting a little out of context here. So after that, he decides to go to Arizona for a job for a little while. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he just doesn't want to be around. His, he, he wants to, to take some time and be away from it. His daughter's essentially catatonic now. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, which there's something I want to talk to you about Death Wish too when we get to it. I know we're jumping oh, around yeah. a lot, but there's just certain little things in these movies that just like <laughs> they're so weird. But we'll get to it. Expired. So he helped. Yeah. So he helps this guy who initially like as a present, as a go away present for a thank you present, if you will, gives him a gun. Yeah. A forty five, I believe, which is pretty funny. Yeah. It, and, it's uh, pretty uh, ironic in the context of what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And when he gets home, he gets jumped by this guy. He shoots him. Yes. And that's when Kersey decides he's had enough and it's time to take justice into his own hands. He's had enough of these damn thugs. Charles Bronson is shooting goons and slaying poons. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's not God. slaying poons in this one. He's just shooting goons. But yeah. Uh, well, we, we keep getting ahead. But. Uh, but yeah. So that's basically the plot for Death Wish. He eventually just has had enough. 
And you also have the subplot where this cop is trying to hunt down the vigilante. Yeah. But they don't really want to arrest him because he's cleaning. He's like, mugging rates have dropped, murder rates are dropped because they're scared of this vigilante killer. Hold up. Mm-hmm. I think I just figured out a little bit of a plot hole here. What? Murder rates have went down. Yeah. Is he not murdering people? Well, <laughs> outside the murder of the, rates still be the same. No, it would still be it would still be down because like one murder opposed to like four or five okay, is yeah. still down. I got gotcha. you. But like the cop is kind of looking for him, but he doesn't really want to arrest him because you know because he's, he's doing he's kind of cleaning up the streets, but they just want to get him, make him gone, just get him to leave, get him to stop killing. Yeah. So that's going on at the same time, and the cop is a real weird subplot, I think. Yeah, because tonally he—I don't know—he's a great actor, mm-hmm. and he does a great job in the role. He's in both Death Wish and Death Wish Two, but his character tonally just feels so out of place in this movie to me. He's—it's like he was supposed to be the like comedic relief in a weird way, but they didn't pull the trigger fully on it. Yeah, because he's constantly like—he's like the guy from Digital Underground. He's constantly <laughs> sneezing. <laughs> Not everyone's gonna get that joke. Uh, I think people know Digital Underground, right? Well, yeah, but I don't know if everyone's gonna pick on to. Pick up on that. Like, well, in Digital Underground, the guy who does the Humpty Dance. Yeah, he, he, he always every song him. he has a line about him sneezing. <laughs> because he wears that weird like nose thing. Yeah, he's like I'm sneezing. I, I found out that's just a pair of, like googly like the, the that's eyes. That's dumb, the, right? It's so what stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like you got all this going on at the same time, and it, it does mesh extremely well. Yeah, and uh, to me, what makes this movie work and make it stand out in a genre that is filled to the brim with movies. Oh, God. With, like, vigilante revenge movies mm-hmm. is Charles Bronson. Yeah. Charles Bronson is definitely the part that sticks out in this because I was sitting there watching this. I was like, for fuck's sake, I've seen this movie a million times. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, we literally did something on this not too... Not too long ago. We did revenge films. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, all right, something's going to happen. They're going to show how good this family is. Bad shit happens. Yeah. But what separates this one from the rest of the group is Charles Bronson's delivery on things mm-hmm. and a little bit of the approach of this one. Yeah. This movie, like, Bronson is just, he's the everyman. Yeah. He, he's, he was 54 when he did this movie. Which is crazy. Yeah. So he doesn't look physically intimidating, except for when you see him without his shirt and, like, I think it's Death Wish 3 and the dude's yeah, he's jacked to the name Gills, but... Yeah, he's older then. <laughs> yeah, and he's freaking shredded, but we'll get to the, you know, whatever, but you don't see that in these movies. He's always wearing, like, an overcoat, yeah. and, you know, you don't see the fact that he's absolutely ganked, <laughs> but he's very everyman-ish. Like, you know, he reminds me of family members that I, you oh, know. Yeah. So he's easy to connect to, and he's, he's always going to be the underdog because he just doesn't look... Yeah, he, he doesn't look like... Someone like a Schwarzenegger looks like in, like, I don't know. Like Commando or something yeah, like that. Commando yeah, Commando or uh, was it? And a, he's easy to identify uh, with, one, because he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Two, he's the everyman. And three, he's, he's you can get behind him. You're like, we have a big pill and methamphetamine problem around these parts. I think it's more just everywhere. It is everywhere, but in particular in this area, it's really bad. Yeah, where we live at. Because so we're like, in smaller cities. You can identify with this guy being like, I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. Like revenge is not the way to go. No, and that's vi- something vigilantism that, is not always great. <laughs> which these movies, the one criticism they get a lot is that they really do kind of glorify vigilanteism. <laughs> well, it, I mean, you're talking about this one, like oh, this one, mm-hmm. like the Death Wish movies is the ones they went after. It's like, what about every other revenge movie in history? Yeah, well, I think there come a point, like especially in like like something like I saw the Devil. 
Yeah. Where it shows like how bad, like it's like it doesn't work out. Also it's not clean. Yeah, it's like it's not clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Man, that movie is so good. It is good. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But Death Wish one in particular, like it's just it's more grounded in reality. It's more down to earth. Mm. It's it's very dark. Oh yeah, like th- th- like this one's the darkest one out of all. Well, the second one I, th- I would argue is darker. Oh well, uh, yeah, this but this one is more somber. This one's the most realistic. Of the yeah, movie. it's very it's a very somber movie. The score is very jazz driven. Yeah, you know, and it, 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 the whole movie it has a very sad tone to it, just because it's like Bronson like carries himself as a man who's lost a lot. Yeah, and like things just keep beating on him and beating on him. Yeah, and and something that I thought was absolutely what the hell are you doing? Why you address? Well, I don't know because you're reaching over my ass. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm addressing I was it. Look at the computer mouse that we got. You could argue. You could have told me, and I would have. <laughs> it's dead. Anyways. It's dead. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, now you got me completely off. We, we, we were talking the, the somberness of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, what I'm getting at is like the first time you see Bronson. Kill somebody, right? Mm-hmm. He comes home and like he freaks out. Yeah, he pukes. Yeah, too. and it's like that's such a realistic depiction of that. Like he's not a killer. He no. was driven to this, so he's not gonna be like, whoo, yeah, doggy, here we go. He goes up to his. He gets that way. <laughs> oh yeah, he gets that way. But at the time being, he's very like he's like he like drops to his knees and he's just freaking out. He can't believe he did it. Mm-hmm. And I love that scene. I think it's excellent. Oh yeah, the, I mean, the, the, this one. And the second one, I said, there's a lot of scenes in there that's like, mm-hmm. that's some good shit. And much <laughs> like, uh, you know, and, and we'll get into it more when we do two and three. Much like Freddy Krueger, he kind of becomes a one-line spouting badass. Well, I would say not as bad. <laughs> as <laughs> yeah, Freddy yeah, Kruger. but you know what I'm saying, like kind of that same thing. Where in this movie, he's just he's just a man. He's just a person. He's just a man's man. He's a symbol for the city who has had enough of crime. Which I mean, it's so relatable. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, like around here, we got such a problem that like it's easy to be like have a day where it's like, man, I'm just I'm sick of it. I've had enough of these, and you see that on a daily basis. Yeah, because I work in retail. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, Death. I mean, Death Wish One is an absolute classic movie. Oh yeah, you know, regarded as one of the best revenge films ever. I mean, it's it's hard not to say that. This one was produced by Dino De Laurentiis, who is a very famous producer. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like he did, like, I don't think he reigned Michael Winter in necessarily. I don't think that's a fair way to say it. Because you watch the movie and it feels like the vision was realized. Yeah. But maybe he just kind of, like, kept Michael Winter from going absolute ape shit. <laughs> Which we'll get to. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, so, after this, Death Wish would be sold to Canon Pictures. Yeah. Which, if you know anything about Canon Pictures, you know, <laughs> they're pretty crazy. famous for, like, over-the-top action movies, you know. And oh my god. Yeah, so. <laughs> but let's put a bow on the. You know, there's not a whole lot to say about the original Death Wish because I feel like it's a movie it's that. It's been talked about a million times. Yeah, everyone before. knows it. It's beloved. You know, it got remade with Bruce Willis. I didn't watch it. No. If I had time, I thought about actually. Seeing it. Like renting it and watching it and kind of comparing it to. I feel like it would probably be way more like the second and third one. Probably. Eli Roth directed it. Mm. Which I'm very hit and miss on Eli Roth, mostly miss. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't watch it, but you know, it's an icon. This is an iconic movie. Paul Kersey is an iconic character. Bronson is 
fantastic. You know, Very it's just a, well. it's just a great movie that's shot on the mean streets of New York during the time where it was the mean streets of New York, and we talk about it a hundred times on this podcast. How great that setting is. New York is such a great setting for movies anyway. Yeah. I mean, now it still is, but at that time in particular. During the during the 70s and 80s is yeah. the greatest time for... You know, I think you could argue that, like, uh, Basket Case is one of the last movies to take yeah. place in, like, that real Because it was, gritty. like, 80, 89. No, like it was, that. like, 82, 83. What? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. But hmm. like, a lot of movies just didn't use that backdrop as much after certain... Yeah. In the, you know, the 80s. The 70s was more about street. Mm-hmm. 80s was more about grandeur. Yeah. So you can kind of see where they're coming from, you know? The 80s focused more on movies like, in, at least in the horror and weird... And, and the, exploitation, um, yeah. Like your American Werewolf in London. Yeah. And stuff like that, where there's far more... The, the Thing, Hellraiser, yeah. you know. And there is, you know, don't get me wrong, there's still movies that took place yeah. in like gritty New York. Uh, kind of but, a Holocaust. At one point. At one point, yeah. But they don't really focus on like the main no. streets in New York. No. But um, maybe New York Ripper. Yeah, New York Ripper. New York Ripper might be the last real to really show the city and the city be a character. Well, I mean, probably if you look at the time frames, the seventies is probably when the when New York was at its most dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't know a lot about New York politics. I don't know when Rudolph Giuliani was Rudolph Giuliani took over and like cleaned it up. Yeah, I'm not sure when that was. I don't know about that either. Another movie, just to throw some out there, that really uses the city and the location as a character is actually getting a release by Arrow. It's Candyman. Candyman. It shows the the main streets of Chicago very well. Yeah. So that one's that's one to check out too. But yeah, anything else you want to say about Death Wish? I mean, it's an absolute. I mean, classic. Anything I could say about it has been said a million times. Yeah. So I feel like we, we can just go on to the other two. Yeah, 1982. Right? Yeah. Two years later, according to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> um, Death Wish 2. I mean, okay, when you look at the first Death Wish, mm-hmm. there's one thing at the beginning that I'd like to point out. Yeah. It says that it was based off a book. It was, yes. That I'm not sure it even had a sequel to it. Uh, probably not. He made a book called Death Sentence. Which would go on to be adapted by James Wan. Yeah. But, uh, no. I don't think there was a sequel. So, Death Wish 2. Mm-hmm. In the context of the book, should probably not even exist. It shouldn't exist, but, you know, there comes a time where most of these things branch off and do their yeah. own thing. And also, the other thing I got to mention of this movie is the score was done by fucking Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. Legendary guitar player for Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Jimmy Page. What? And it is a badass score. It really is. It's amazing. I don't know how he got involved, but it kicks ass. So. Um, what's also interesting about this is at the end of Death Wish, spoiler alert, not really, he winds up in Chicago, right? Yeah. At the end of the movie. And there's these thugs kind of like roughing some people up. And, like, he's helping this lady pick her groceries up, and as they're walking away, he points at them, finger guns, and, yeah. poof, you know. So that, that you assume that's where Death Wish 2 would pick up. No, L.A. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, okay, sure, all right, what happened in Chicago? That's just like a lost period of Paul Kirsten. We don't know what happened in Chicago. <laughs> Part 3 happened in Chicago. No, it took, it's back in New York, I, so. I, I, back in New York? Yeah. What in the hell is this timeline? Yeah, I know. It's all messed up. Anyways, he goes to L.A. 
and his daughter's there for some reason. Yeah, I guess he and and here's oh, the family, huh? Probably just family. He brought his daughter, right? Mm. What happened to her husband? That's a great question. <laughs> what the hell did happen to him? He's gone. He's just gone. He's in Paul Curse. He's fucking dead. He's dead. <laughs> He's over. That's what happened in Chicago. <laughs> he got revenge for him. <laughs> Spock just fell over back there. What? Those uh, containers for mics fell over. Oh, <laughs> so um. He's in L.A. now, which, you know, I love greedy New York. Yeah. I also love sleazy L.A. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it, the setting of this movie reminded me a whole lot of, like, Savage Streets. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like, I love that 80s sleazy L.A. style of movie making. It, it is crazy how well the two cities play yeah. together. Yeah, they, they feel the like characters time. in the movie. Yeah. You know, it's two completely different styles and attitudes. It's so good. So he uh, he takes his catatonic daughter, yeah, who's you know she can't speak. Yeah, she can't speak. I guess she's not catatonic since she's out and about, but you know what I mean. Well, she she can't speak. She's mute. Shot. Yeah, her and uh, his new love interest. Yeah, who he met at this radio station that he's working with, doing architect for. Yeah. Um, when he goes to buy him an ice cream, these this group of thugs. Also, you're gonna hear the word "thug" and "punk" a lot. Yeah, <laughs> take his wallet, and we gotta get this out of the way now. Okay, what is with the Death Wish movies and these guys having the worst haircuts ever? Oh my god, there's this one guy who looks like Stephen Avery's ass. Yes, he looks like Stephen Avery from Making a Murderer. But they shaved the top of his head. They shaved his like, whole head. Yeah, and just left the mullet. Not even a mullet. Like it starts at the middle of his head. Yeah, <laughs> and goes down. It's awful. And he's got no eyebrows. And then we'll get to the third one in a little bit. But there's a guy in the third one, the leader of the group. His hair is shaved completely down the middle, yeah. like Road Warrior Hawk or something. Yeah, shit. <laughs> that's what I thought was Road Warrior Hawk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where my phone went. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I don't know. Like I guess that was just the style of the '80s. Was like the punks have got to look ridiculous. Yeah, because they do. They the, look absolutely ridiculous. One's Lawrence start, Fishburne. Yeah, with these like pink sunglasses oh, that God. go all the way across. Yeah, and they don't even fit on his eyes. No, they're so small. <laughs> but also, also, <laughs> I guess this may have started with Return of the Living Dead. Maybe, mm, maybe. But they look cool, actually. Maybe trauma. I don't know. To me, like the punks and trauma and uh, are parody of. They look cool though. You know yeah. what I mean? They got cool clothes and they got mohawks and they're badass. That one guy from uh, 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 Class of Newcomb High with a weird note. Like, yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they steal his wallet. He chases him down, beats the shit out of one of them. <laughs> he beats the shit out of him. And uh, just kind of walks away, right? Yeah. But they're pissed. Because he beat so, him up. They have his wallet still. Yeah, they have his wallet, which apparently has his address in it. I don't think my wallet has my address in it anywhere. Like I don't think it's on my license or maybe it is on my license. I don't know. Oh, 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 get, oh, is it on the license? Is that how they got it? It sure is. Okay, <laughs> good to know. So they got his license, right? Yeah. And he has a maid. Oh God! So the she... punks break into her, his house and viciously, brutally gang rape her. It's something straight out of like. Irreversible, I'd almost say. It's brutal. And this is the cut version. The version on Voodoo is the R-rated version. There is an uncut version out there, which is even more brutal, because when this movie came out, it got an X. Jesus. You know, not even an R. It had to be cut down to get an R. My God. It is a, you know, even cut, it's a ridiculously vile rape scene. Yeah. 
it's it's one of those scenes in movies that you know that we cover on here that's again the last podcast terms would be golden star moments yeah. in movies. So and the killer. Yeah. And they're waiting for Kirstie and his daughter to show back up. And when they do, they jump him, kidnap her, knock him out. And vicious, like fucking viciously, just hit him across the back with like was it a crowbar? Yeah, like a crowbar. <laughs> oh my god! So they they gang rape his daughter, Ugh. who tries to get away, falls out a window, and gets killed. Yeah. Which again, just like in Death Wish <laughs> one, they're like, have they have they heard anything about my daughter? Yeah, we just heard some news. Well, how is she? Pff, morgue. <laughs> yeah, it's straight to the morgue. It's like, come on. Like man. that's the way these movies roll, man. They just like they go straight to the gut. <laughs> <laughs> the third one tries this and fails, but we'll, get, we'll, does, get, yeah, to we'll get to that. Um, and at this point, there's no like build-up period. He's Kersey's back. Yeah, he's he's back from the ten year. I mean, two year hiatus. Yeah. And what's interesting about this one is like in the first movie, he doesn't go after the guys who did it because he doesn't know who the di- who did it. Yeah. Um, he just kills any muggers. Mm-hmm. You know, any thieves or anybody like that. Any piece of shit walking the streets. Yeah, he kills them. Right? This one, he's specifically going after the people who raped and murdered his daughter yeah. and maid. And, uh, yeah. This movie is brutal. This one takes what the first one did, like the the subtlety in the first one of like certain things. And you're just like, ah, fuck it. And I, I I do think that it has a lot to do with like canon pictures. Yeah, I think Michael Winter really unleashed in these movies. You know, and I'm not complaining about that. No, I, it, the movie is awesome, but it is more action oriented. There's a lot of action set pieces. This one reminds me a lot of some of like Class of 1984. Yeah, and Savage Streets. Yeah, like that. definitely, I agree with that 100. It it's it is more brutal than the first one as far as like the oh, graphic yeah. nature of it and the violence level and. Oh, best kill in the movie. I'm not going to say who it is. Mm. I mean, well, probably when I say this, you probably know exactly who it is when you watch the movie. Yeah. Well, there's this guy carrying around a boombox. Who, like, just puts it in front of his head and tries to... He tries to block a damn bullet with a boombox. <laughs> goes through the boombox. <laughs> he drops it and blood, like, comes out of his eyes. And yeah. It's great. It's a great scene. Uh, but this is also the point where uh, Kersey starts to, like, become, like, that badass. Yeah. Not quite, like, Schwarzenegger level of one-liners. <laughs> But just cold-blooded, like, boom lines. Like, uh, for example, the best, to me, the best line in the entire movie. Yeah. You know, do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. Well, you're going to meet him. (laughs) Boom, shoots him dead. It's like, yes. (laughs) Yes. And there's another part where he, like, he just walks with this guy who's, like, trying to get away. He's crawling. And he just puts the gun to his head and he goes, goodbye. (laughs) And just pulls the trigger. And you're like, oh. Oh my god, that's awesome! You he's know, such a badass man. He is a badass in this movie. And the first one, he's kind of just your everyman, and he's still the everyman in this movie. But man, he is badass. Yeah, puts his little beanie on, mm-hmm. and the Jimmy Page score is so good. Oh hell yeah! Because like, it almost reminded me of like like there's certain scenes that kind of reminded me of Maniac. Yeah, like he goes into his this uh, he rents his apartment to kind of use as his. Uh, um, I don't know what you can his, his his base, I guess. His uh, his shelter, I guess. Yeah, where he can hide all of his stuff at. And he goes into this uh, his this, war room. Yeah, he goes in his apartment. And he like he starts putting the beanie and stuff on. And it's like ding 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 ding. ding, ding. And you're like, oh shit, boy, <laughs> oh dip. 
<laughs> oh, oh God, you're bringing back, uh, what is it? Oh, uh, one Pug Life. One like Pug Life, yeah. By the way, one of my notes in here says, Charles Bronson equals certified badass. He is a badass. Slaying goons, uh, slaying goon, you know, shooting goons and slaying boons. <laughs> you botched that one. I did. <laughs> it's all good, though. So he has a love interest in this one. Which, no. shockingly, nothing happens to her. Except for she finds out about... She finds out about it, but, you know. That's not necessarily a spoiler, because it leads up to it. Yeah, you you know. there's the, These are the kind of movies that you really can't spoil. You kind of yeah. can guess from the beginning where it's going to go, but that it's all about the ride, not the finish. Yeah. Uh, one part of the movie I, I didn't really care for is the cop from the first one that shows back up. Mm-hmm. And again, even more in this one, he just does not fit. Yeah, even, even more in this one, because he's this New York cop that just shows up in L.A. Sneezing. He's, he's sneezing. <laughs> And, and making jokes and stuff. <laughs> making jokes and stuff. And, and at the same time, Bronson is brutally murdering these people. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, it's just awkward. Yeah. But even, you know, later on, something happens and you feel bad for him. You do, which is kind of the thing. It's like, even though I really didn't like them rehashing the storyline, yeah. It in the end, it did work mm-hmm. because it did. I was like, oh shit. Oh man, that sucks. You know? Mm hmm. The ending of this one's really good, where like he goes to these great lengths to get that last guy. Oh my god! You know? Like the lengths he goes is insane. Like the guy gets arrested and he thinks he's safe. Bronson's gonna get him. Mm. He gonna get him. <laughs> this guy's a strong son of a bitch too. He took out he took out like fifteen cops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That scene is amazing, is it not? I saw a video on Facebook that's just like this. Yeah, this, this guy was just like. Straight meleeing these cops, <laughs> and they're just hitting him with knot sticks and everything. He's just like, Burr! at one point, he like spears one of the cops. Oh my god! I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like this guy's taking these. These guys are bumping their asses off out here. Oh my god! My favorite one was the like, the backdrop on the damn uh, uh, car. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's <laughs> just like it's so it. good. Like all the action little action set pieces are so good, but not over the top. Yeah. Like, they're brutal, they're violent, and they're crazy, but they're not over the top. They always seem like they could be a thing, even yeah. though it's kind of like, okay, it is clearly like an action set piece, but it mm. never feels forced. Right. Which um, which we'll talk about when we get to the third oh, one. <laughs> Some shit goes down in the third one. Um, but yeah, ultimately, Death Wish 2, I don't know, it just has a, it's just grimy. It's very grimy, and it definitely fits in with the first one, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a little different, you can tell, yeah, from the presentation of the first one compared to this one. But, at the same time, it fits in so damn well. It it does. It, it's, it's, it's brutal. You know, we keep saying it. It's sleazy. It's grimy. It's violent. It's nasty. It's mean-spirited at times. <laughs> one of my notes is just, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Bronson in this one, like, the thing that keeps these movies afloat is always Charles Bronson, though. Because no matter how ridiculous they get, Bronson never plays it that way. Mm-hmm. He always gives it 100%. He's always in it to win it. Right. And I think that is awesome, you know what I mean? Like, it's so admirable that, like, Death Wish 1's kind of this classy revenge film that fits in with all the other revenge films. Well, this one's, you know, it's way more brutal and over the top, and it's very canon, you yeah. know, canon films related. But he still plays it the exact same way. I mean, I'd say throughout all of them, he plays the same way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he never, like, he never lets up that, like, yeah, this is getting kind of ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I love the ending of this one, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Um, 
You gonna make it? I got a headache. You gonna brain gonna blow up? I may have to go grab some ibuprofen before we continue. We only got one movie to cover. Okay. Um. What else you want to say about Death Wish Two? Um. Again, I mean, I feel like uh, a little less than the first one. You, you like it less? Well, I don't know. Like, See, I, I feel like I like them both about the same for different reasons. Yeah, like at first I was like, oh, I like this one a little less, and then when I really said that and thought about it, especially when I watched the third one, <laughs> I'm like, the second one's so good. Second one is awesome. So I feel like it's on equal level. With yeah, you combine like the L.A. Mm-hmm. the sleazy downtown L.A. atmosphere with Jimmy Page's rocking ass score, with Charles Bronson badassery, and just a new level of violence compared to the first one. It, like I feel like in its own way, it's just as good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a... I think... I feel like people will see that, too. I think a lot of people are like, oh, Death Wish 2 kicks ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, ultimately, I think both Death Wish 1 and 2 will absolutely get the sick on cinema seal of approval. Of course. 3 will, but for many different reasons. Let me just... Uh... I mean, yeah, let's just turn the page. This is, this, <laughs> is, this, is the, this is the main event right here. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Where are we at time-wise? 1985. So is this what? Yeah. Okay. So what, like three years later? Yeah. Kirsty's back. <laughs> He's back, and uh, this time around, he does not give a fuck. Yeah, this movie. If we were talking about, like, though the action set pieces were bigger and more brutal, mm. they always felt down to earth and realistic. <laughs> no, this, this movie one. goes off the rails. This movie goes so. Okay. This movie goes so far off the rails yep. that the train's hitting fucking pedestrians. We're hitting pedestrians, <laughs> wiping out it's buildings, flipped. and then the train flipped over and took out a McDonald's down the street. I don't feel like they jumped the shark with this movie, yo. You would him that ending as I jump in the shark. <laughs> it is a little jumping the shark, but it's still like I don't know. I feel like a lot of times it's like jumping the shark is when something gets bad. It's not. This movie does not get bad. No, it's not. It doesn't this get bad. Honestly, like this movie may be the easiest of the three to just sit down and watch because it's so like just mindless craziness. Oh my god! It it just some of the things in this mo- in this one should not even exist. They're in just, a real universe. They're, they're, none of this, none of this, none of this would ever oh happen. For one, we have how old do you think? Bronson is at this point. Well, he was 74 in what? Nine, we said 1974? Or he was 54 in 1974. Yeah. This is a little over 10 years later, so he's like 61, 62, something like that. He finds a love of interest in this one. <laughs> However, like years old. let's give him the benefit of the doubt out here. He's right? a handsome dude, yeah. He's a good looking guy. And when when they when they eventually scrog <laughs> in the movie, you see him shirtless. He's freaking jacked. Yeah. He is absolutely swole. But I, like, I feel like these three movies were wrote around the same time, mm-hmm. and they just never got to make them. So, it <laughs> <laughs> so we probably should get into the plot of this one. Okay. So, Kersey's coming back to New York. However, this movie was made in England. Michael Winters. Why? <laughs> Why didn't we just put it in England then? I don't know. There's nothing that resembles New York in this one. Michael Winter, I believe he's a uh, British filmmaker. Right. So I guess he just thought like, ah. It's gonna be easier for Staying me. To, home. Yeah, it's gonna be easier for me to take <laughs> to make this one in my hometown. Then just write that in the script. Yeah, but it takes place in New York. Okay. Um, but like you said, it does not look or feel like New York. 
it doesn't really feel like England either. It doesn't feel like a place that exists. Yeah, it really doesn't. Like it's such a weird. Like I'm all the whole movie. I'm trying to get like the geographical layout of this town in my head. Yeah, I can't. I can't figure out where this place is or where like where it goes. Like where this place is compared to this place. You know, you know what this uh, city reminds me of what? A map inside of something like Twisted Metal. Yeah, where you're like... Because it, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> it's going to get destroyed. Like, at one point, they blow up a taxi place, right? And I'm like, there was a taxi place? Wait a minute, where was that at? <laughs> yeah, wh- when did this guy run a taxi place? This is when did this fucker have a taxi place? Yeah, it never brought up any other He's time like, in this movie. That's my building! Yeah, that's, that's my, my shop! It's like... Since when? Yeah, like when? <laughs> when did this happen? Anyways, we're getting off. We're getting off course again. We got to focus. Sorry, I'm we got to get the plot. So Bronson comes back to New York and he runs into some New York. Quote unquote. Yeah, he's gonna go meet up with a friend mm. who, and it, right off the begin, right off the bat, gets dead assed by a bunch <laughs> of thugs. <laughs> so it's like again, immediately this son of bitch just gets wiped out. Cursey <laughs> again. Oh you God. know what I mean? Don't like, be friends with Paul Cursey. Yeah. you will die. <laughs> Something bad will happen to you. So, you know, <laughs> he gets dead ass off the planet by these thugs. Oh, my God. Like, oh, it's so fucking And, weird. like, right before he dies, he's like, take care of my things or something like that, right? Yeah, he says, take care of my things. And he just... But they arrest Kersey because they think he did it. <laughs> Which, clearly, he wasn't shot to death. Yeah. Like, he has a gun. They're like, why'd you have the gun? The guy wasn't shot. He was beat to death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a brutal scene, actually. Like I yeah, was like, damn, brutal. they're beating the shit out of this old guy. Yeah. Um. So they put him in jail. The cops in this movie are, are shitheads. They're so dumb. They're absolutely ridiculously dumb shitheads. In a normal prison, you would think the holding cells that they keep all these people in, they would watch them. You would think they would, you know, <laughs> no, watch. No, they'd leave them to their own devices. Yeah, just, we'll just let them fight. Yeah. Let, them, let this guy get his head stuck between <laughs> the bars of the damn thing. <laughs> You know, so Kirstie gets arrested. He gets put in this holding cell. That's where he meets shaved ass head guy. He meets Hawk. He meets- <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be like the head honcho of this little cell here. And uh, he gets and in a fight the with him. head honcho of Planet Thug. <laughs> Planet Thug. We'll get to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and he gets in a fight with him, right? And uh, he's like, you, this is where I live. You'll pay when I get out. Right? It's like. There's no guarantee you'll ever see him again. So this cop somehow knows that Paul that's Paul Kersey, right? Yeah. And he's like, look, I'm going to put you on payroll, basically. You know, like, I want you to go do this. Oh, then why'd you arrest him and beat the shit out of him? Yeah, and be like, I'm going to off you. At one point, he's like, I could kill you. Who would care? Then he's Clearly like, you did. Then he's like, <laughs> then he's like, I admire you. I like you. <laughs> We're going to work together to take these thugs out. <laughs> Already something in the script that's like, what? <laughs> Since when? Cause I was so confused because they get into a little bit of a scuffle in in one of the rooms, and he's like, I could off you, and no one would care. Yeah. And then, here's a badge, here's your gun. Yeah. Go on. And it's like, just make sure excuse you, me? make sure you report with me. It's like that meme that's out right now. It's like, excuse me? What the <laughs> yeah. But I did like this angle because, like, you know, every other movie, the other two Death Wish movies, it's like, oh, you know, he's he's having to hide from the cops. Yeah. Or this time it's like, all right, he's got free range to do what he wants to. He's pretty much a free agent for the cops. Yeah, which I thought was kind of a cool ideal for it, right? Yeah. So he moves back into his friend's apartment. Oh, God. Which is inhabited with all these old people and... There's one, all old people. except there's one random young couple. Yeah, who like she's just there to get raped, basically. Which that, we'll get to. That. We we're that not there yet. Character. Oh my god, that guy's character. 
I don't know, I don't know if you paid any attention to that guy's character. Not really. He overreacts like a mother. I noticed that he always looked confused, like no matter what was going on. <laughs> yeah, he's so awkward. He's like, too. He's just what? Like, what was going on? <laughs> so like, there's all no! there are all these old people in this one random couple, and uh, they're constantly. Like you said, they live in Planet Thug. This full like cul-de-sac or whatever it is is overrun with these committing crimes out in broad freaking daylight. And at one point, the police officer that arrests Kersey is like, "Oh, he he has a better record than you do." It's like how how? how? <laughs> Clearly, he was already in the jail. Yeah, and you just let his ass out. <laughs> What is the city? The yeah, city what planet exist. does this exist on when there's like 70, 80 thugs just beating the shit out of cars and bombing houses? Yeah, and they're bombing houses, killing old people. This is a dystopian future. It, it's great. It feels like a dystopian future. They all oh wear this God. logo. It's like this symbol on their head. Which, which is, is now the Death Wish Skateboard, skateboard Company's logo, yeah. which is an awesome logo, actually. But it's like two lines, like an upside down cross that has like two lines. Yeah. It's really cool looking. Oh, but, like, it's like, how, this makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Like, they're just like, like, first of all, why would you stay there? They're like, oh, the one, the ones who didn't move, move while they had the chance to... No, that's not how living works. Yeah. You can just move. Just go. <laughs> just get out of there. Look, clearly they own this place. <laughs> yeah, clearly they own that place. Just move to a different part of the town. Because they're just like, all the time, like, they'll be sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden their windows are just getting busted out, which... They must replace these windows every time because they're constantly look, busting windows out. Look, someone who doesn't even have windows in his room right now. <laughs> windows are expensive. <laughs> they're busting them out like hotcakes in this movie. Yeah, there's like... <laughs> like <laughs> and the timeline's also messed up too. I don't. Oh I have no God. clue like what what day or how long it's been. It's forever Monday, I guess. But like every time they're knocking out these people's windows. And it's like, did you just get another window? <laughs> Like, why would you buy another window at this point? Just put a big piece of wood over your thing. Why would you even leave the room? <laughs> you live in New York. You have your groceries delivered. Just What did you think about the lead thug in this one compared to, like, the bad guys from the other two? He definitely plays more of a center role than the other thugs do. But he, I also find him way more underwhelming, though. Yeah. He... He's this ginger-ass, like, hurl-hurl-hurl. <laughs> he, he's the... A dumbly dumbass. Yeah, he's this gangly ginger dumbass who just oh my god, he scuttles so his way dumbass. through life, <laughs> and he's like, he did, okay, they try to portray him as a badass because he's like, oh, I fought Cursey, right? Yeah, he's not a badass. He looks retarded. He, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is straight up. That, but he's got the the middle of his head shaved. He's got freckles, and he's just like, <laughs> he's like <laughs> buck ass teeth. He looks like a dumbass. He does. Like, and he just, doesn't. He can't fight worth a shit. No. He can't kill worth a shit. That's nothing. We'll get to this. Let's finish oh, this plot God. out, right? So, Kersey takes we up residence. The plot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Kersey takes up residence In with the. Uh, yeah, and he's like. He just makes a plan that he's going to start taking all these guys out, well, even though there's a freaking hundred of them. There's a civilization of punks. <laughs> There's more punks than normal people. Yeah. Why the normal people wouldn't just leave and let them have their place, I don't understand. But then, like, randomly, there's a love interest, which makes no sense in this movie. It comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Okay. He meets her at the jail. And he's like, she's like, oh, you know, I can help. I can. You got to talk in the microphone. We need mic stands. (laughs) You just lean back. (laughs) I'm just like, 
<laughs> you would just move away from the mic <laughs> if it had a stand. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, she she's like, you know, I can help you sue these guys for you know blah, false blah, blah. imprisonment. Yeah, and he's like, no, thank you. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, she's like, are you still thinking about the the, the lawsuit? Yeah, like, she shows up out of nowhere. She yeah. like gets a taxi down to this place, and then she's like, you want to go on a date? And it's like, you want scrog? Yeah, yeah, you want fuck Bronson? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you're like, she's she's, she's gonna die. That's why she's here. <laughs> That's the only reason she's in this movie. She, she showed up and she's like, you want to go? I'm like, you're dead. You're dead. Like, that's the only reason she's in this movie. She plays no other role, but the way she does is the most ridiculous oh thing. Oh, my gosh. She's sitting in the, in the passenger seat of a car when these thugs just punches her in the damn face and then pushes the car on down the hill. And then explodes. <laughs> just explodes. Just yeets out of existence. It's like, excuse me. Like, no. You saw it coming a mile away. You're like... <laughs> Like, she's only here to die. It's like the young couple. Oh, my God. It's because they didn't want to rape an old woman. Yeah. Like she, which is... Oh, my God. Another scene that's oh moved. That's absolutely, God. like, batshit oh crazy. No. So, this woman gets raped, which is not as brutal as a rape scene in the first one, but still pretty I rough. I don't even know if you really see it, do you? No, but it's still pretty bad. Yeah. Um, But, so the guy's freaking out. He's like, my, they raped my wife, you know? And Bronson's like, I just got off the phone with him. She's going to be okay. She just has a broken arm. And then they show up to the hospital. <laughs> and she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> she died from a broken arm. That's what it leads you to believe. That's this. what they just tell. They're like, uh, she must have shot a blood clot after she broke her arm. <laughs> it's like, for one, <laughs> it takes time for blood clots to form. And they just don't form within a matter of minutes. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> and then he's just like, "Hold it out!" You say she just had a broken arm, like uh, blood clots, bro. You know, <laughs> that's like what? It's insanity. Like they could have beat her. Like why did they just not beat her today? Could have lived. <laughs> They're like, she just got a broken arm. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, she just has a broken arm. They go down to the hospital, and the doctor dead. delivers the line of the century. Oh to my her. god, he's like, she's expired. <laughs> Is she a container of milk? She's expired. Is she a, like... I literally wrote that in my notes. I just wrote, she expired? (laughs) With a question mark. (laughs) No, I didn't write that down because I was probably just like, okay. She expired. I'm already, like, dumbfounded by this because, like, she she breaks her... They break her arm and she's dead? Who dies of a broken arm? (laughs) That's a movie first, I think. You die from a broken arm. <laughs> Who the hell knows? This movie didn't explain it. He's like, ah, there's a lot of blood vessels in there. I feel like I should just pull up uh, if you can die from a broken arm. I'm sure, like, there's complications that can happen during surgery, but they didn't even do surgery. They put her in the hospital so she could recover a little bit and then do surgery. And then she died. I think this guy's got a malpractice lawsuit on his I hands. I think this guy's Dr. Death. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he like holding a syringe behind his back, like, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> She expired. Yeah. She fired, bro. Broken arm, man. Gets you every time. Got another one. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. It's insanity. Like, that's what this movie does constantly. There's just constantly moments of like, wait, what? My screaming made my head headache worse. You're like, uh, excuse me? Like, that's what I feel like the whole time watching this movie. Like, hold up. <laughs> that's every second of this movie. Like, as soon as the first five minutes kick in. You're like, wait. What? Okay, no. no. Huh? What? <laughs> broken arm. Bro- oh, she has a broken arm. Okay. And some characters. She expired. 
we're gonna we're gonna do a little we're gonna be a little more spoilery on this one because I feel like Death Wish Three oh is just God. like I know it's like it's a damn shame we're talking about Death Wish Three more than Death Wish Two One and Two which are awesome. But everything about those movies have already been said. Oh yeah, and they're great movies. There's nothing else we can say about this. This one is just first of all, I love this movie. It's crazy, but it is absolute batshit. Yeah. So like the guy. I don't even know where to go next. So the broke arm really like baffled me when it happened. Yeah, it's like I can't, I can't, I'm stuck on it. I know I was too. I was like, I don't understand how this there's, happens. There's three things that stick out in my mind in this movie, and <laughs> it, <laughs> sorry, it's we're gonna talk about two of them. I don't know how to transition to the other one. Well, we'll get to it. Um, oh god. So okay, so. Bronson sets up these booby traps at one point in the movie. Oh, and there's yeah. these god dang... The score for this one, it had some really good moments in it. Yeah. But there's some really bad moments in this uh, score, too. Like, there's, like, some straight, like... <laughs> sound effects, oh. and you're like... What? <laughs> also, I'd just like to mention, Bronson, in the first two... He's the guy who went out and shot these guys and fought them, right? And now he knows how to make booby traps. And now he's home alone. He's yeah, he homes alones them, yeah. Straight up home alone. And he gets he gets his big ass gun, right? Oh, which they they like they insinuate that this is the gun from the first movie. No, it's not. It is not. <laughs> it is not the gun from the first movie. Because he's like, oh, this is like a rifle, like they would shoot in Africa. I'm like, no, it's not. This isn't a rifle. What, what is this gun? It comes in the the case and everything that like you see in the first movie. Yeah. But that is not the gun from the first movie. Not this, even close. This gun would eat the gun from the first yeah, movie. Yeah. It, it's like, oh, what? Isn't the first one, isn't it a forty five? And everybody is so down to kill these people. Like, that's another great thing. Like, even oh these, my like, God. these little Jewish people. <laughs> yeah, see, he killed another one. He got him. You're like, oh, oh, oh. This movie does not take place in the real universe. I, this is my theory. This is my conspiracy theory about this movie. It's an alternate it universe. It does not take place in our universe. Bronson at one point got abducted somewhere. He's probably in Chicago. He got abducted. Oh, Jesus. Death Wish 2 was all a dream. Yeah. Death Wish 3 is taking place on this alien planet. This will take place in a simulation. Yeah, like... Oh. So he's like he's fighting these, these thugs, which there's a... You know, talk about the... Do you believe in Jesus, right? Yeah. There's a moment in this movie that's that's not as good because it's way cheesier, yeah. but still awesome. When he's like, we all doing that car? He's like, well, we're stealing it. You got a problem with that? It's my car. Yeah. And he just shoots him dead. <laughs> he's like, they're like, oh, you, you're you going to die now, old man. They pull out like the switchboard that almost broke when they opened. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, God. It's, it just about broke. And then he just goes, he just yeah. walks away. And goes right back to dinner. And everyone's like, we heard gunshots. What happened? He's like, killed him. <laughs> Eats. Everyone's just okay with it. Bronson went from puking in the first one because he shot someone. This one, he's just like... <laughs> Stuffed cabbage. <laughs> Stuffed cabbage, by the way. Which they just invite themselves to those people's dinner, by the way. That was another weird scene. We're like, I came in, I smelled something good. It's like, oh, it must be blah, blah, blah down the hallway. And they walk down there and they're they're like talking to him. Like, and they're like, oh, you want to come in for dinner? It's like, oh, yeah, that's why we're down here. It's like... <laughs> Who does this? <laughs> I don't. I was walking to someone's house like, I want your food. Like, that's not good. Can I eat? <laughs> oh my god! It, oh. So we're moving along. He's killing the bad guys. Things are heating up. They dead ass his girlfriend, who was literally only there to get dead assed. <laughs> dead assed. Like that term is so gross. Her only reason to exist in this movie to is to die, die. <laughs> to really fire Bronson up. 
my no, God. the girl who broke her arm and died, I didn't get him. That's a that's not even a thought. No. By Bronson, this yeah. She's gone. Like by in this movie, who knows what happened to that lady? She's gone. So did she die? Who knows? I don't know. So he, oh. they blow up his friend that he makes in the place's taxi shop. Yeah. Which who knew he had a taxi? And then this son of a bitch, yeah, pulls out a gun straight out of World War Two. Yeah, he has He's a like, straight. I won't get these punks. It's like it's, Rambo. It's a yeah. gun straight out of Rambo too. And it just doesn't load. Yeah, it's like it's the low beat ass. <laughs> Yes, that part. I was dying laughing at that part. They're like, it don't work. Get him. Just beat the balcony. shit out of him. And then they choke his ass off the balcony. And he survives. And he lives. Okay. In a world where you can die from a broken arm, but survive falling off a fucking building. <laughs> yeah, that guy survived a building fall. Uh, he's he's old. Yeah, he's, he's old. He's this older, fragile man, and he gets backdropped off a damn building like Mick Foley style. When when they're like, "It'll work, get him!" I horse laughed. I was like, I "That is do. the funniest damn thing." <laughs> it's, it's straight out of a comedy bit. Because like he's got a gun. This it is, don't work, get him. <laughs> it's so funny because they're like, "Oh, he's got a gun, run, right?" They start to run. And he's like struggling with it. He's like, "It don't work, get him!" <laughs> and he run back. <laughs> It's, there's at times this movie where I'm like, was this supposed to be a comedy? Like, yeah. Oh, we'll get to some more. Oh shit my god. So Bronson goes to see him like in the hospital. The cop who uh, the cop who kind of like unleashed Cursey. Yeah. It's kind of like all right, the heat's on pretty bad. You need to get out of here. Yeah. Right. Lay low. Get out of here. <laughs> so they kind of put him under uh, witness protection. Almost. Yeah. Protect uh, protective custody. Yeah. So he goes to visit his friend, and his friend's like. There's more guns where that one came from. Oh, my God. I like to mention something. Which is the foreshadowing at the beginning of the movie when he said, take care of his things. The guy that died was referencing his guns. How are you supposed to know that? I I don't know. It was the worst (laughs) last words in history of movies. It's worse than Rosebud. It's like, take care of my stuff. (laughs) What stuff? (laughs) Your house? What do you want? Your book collection? (laughs) All right, bye. He should have just been like, Look, there's some guns in a cabinet. <laughs> there's guns in a cabinet. Watch them. And so he's like, what are these? <laughs> Gone. So Cursey escapes and, and goes back to his... He uh, escapes. He goes back to this little cul-de-sac. Oh. And World a War fucking War breaks. War. There's no other way to describe what happens at this point. Look, it's law enforcement and old people versus punks. This guy, the guy World with the, War Three, the leader of the punks with the shaved ass middle head, yeah, <laughs> middle head, is like he makes a call. He's like, "Would you back up?" But it's already like it's one guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's one guy. Like in the other movies, at least Bronson had like the benefit of like misdirection because they didn't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they didn't know it was Kirsty coming said- after him. When he said he needed backup, I was like, oh, it's probably be like five guys. No. It's like 700 people. It's like a thousand motherfuckers just showing up like, we're going to fight Paul Kersey. And then they just get yeeted off the planet too. My God, this movie's crazy. <laughs> it's a war. It's, it's these, a war. There's helicopters getting shot down. Oh my, yeah. It's straight up, it's Vietnam in this bitch. People are just shooting. At one point, and I could not tell if this was supposed to be the old... Jewish couple, 
Yeah. But at one point, they throw a Molotov cocktail in this room, and these two old people are just like, nah! on fire, come running out of it. And I was like, who was that? Yeah, they're just running out of the building, falling on fire, and they shoot them. <laughs> they shoot them. It's like, they're already dead. But I was like, because then the Jewish couple's just gone. Yeah. So many people, like all the, like, the supporting characters, gone. <laughs> Until random parts. Yeah. It's the goofiest shit ever. I forgot all about this right then. Okay, so there's points where they keep trying to lead you to believe that Kirsty's gonna get shot to death by these punks, <laughs> yeah. right? They're like, I got him, and then people just show up in nowhere. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I got him for you, Kirsty. You're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, who? Where did he come from? Who are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never seen you in this movie. Yeah, there's just this. Oh, mm. <laughs> the one okay. guy's got like a handgun that's like a pop. Yeah. That I don't understand. And these punks are the worst shots ever. They're not just the worst shots ever. They're the worst fighters in the history of <laughs> any movie. Because I swear to God, people. This one punk tries to get into this lady's house, gets distracted, and she takes him out with a fucking broom. Yeah, he like backflips off the railing and dies. <laughs> That's it. A broom. It, this is A team level of bad shooting. Oh my God. Like yeah. none of the good guys outside of random ass cops. Oh. Get hit. No. And they're Uzis. Just unloading Uzis at them. And like Curse is just like strutting along. Yeah. Not a single bullet coming close to making its mark. It's like. <laughs> at one point, the leader of the punks actually shoots somebody and kills him. Like, he hit somebody? It was a random ass copo. Yeah, it was some random cop that just. <laughs> There's just random people on buildings and in trees and This is the most one sided war in history. <laughs> it is. They're just taking these punks out like they ain't nothing. <laughs> this is more one sided more of a one sided war than like uh, Except for the two old people getting firebombed. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those those were your casualties. And they're just like beating also, we didn't talk about this, the fact that when they blow up the guy's shop as oh, he keeps God. screaming. It blows up like nine times. Because they throw in like 500 grenades. It's like a... <laughs> and then it just tumbles down, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, my building, my building. And then the gun thing happens and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is literally, literally, if it was a video game, this would be GTA Bronson Edition. <laughs> so, Prove me wrong. Like I said, we're going to do some little spoilers on this one because it's just like, you got to talk oh, about it. Oh, man. So we're moving forward. Chaos is happening. Bullets are flying everywhere. No one's getting hit. <laughs> no. Except for the punks. The punks are getting taken out left, right, and center. Every shot Bronson makes nails them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Bronson is not human, apparently. It's like, uh, dead. They're like, not even close. Not, all just like, circled his head. There's literally a part where there's like four punks unloading Uzi, and he's not even got cover. They don't hit him. <laughs> they don't even hit him. No. Don't nick him. Nothing. No. It's like, excuse me, what is happening? So, they spot Courtesy, the yeah. leader of the punk does, and he's going to go get more ammo. Mm-hmm. So, he comes in and... Uh, Here's a question. Yeah. You're preparing for war, yeah. right? If you're Courtesy I everybody else, why would you not bring the ammunition with you? I don't know. I gotta go back and get <clears throat> ammo from the building five miles I would love them a scene in the movie if it just cut to Kirstie's like, I didn't see this coming. This got out of hand. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. But, um, so, he comes in and he's got Kirstie at gunpoint, right? Yeah. And then the random cop again just shows up and shoots the guy. Yeah, and at that point I was like, seriously? Like, we still Is got time. Weak? And then, 
Okay, can I explain this? You please? can explain it. Okay, well, he stands back up. Yeah. He, he, he like, undoes, undoes his jacket, and he's yeah, like, he... bulletproof, just like you got on, right? Yeah. So, okay, well, okay, people. <laughs> Paul Kersey. Mm-hmm. Reaches behind the fucking chair. Mm-hmm. It pulls out an RPG <laughs> and launches this guy to oblivion. <laughs> it's not a joke. He, he shoots just, him point blank with a grenade launcher. The RPG <laughs> into the wall. Dead. He, the guy's dead. Of course he's dead. He's like just a pile of ash. And then cursing the cop walk up to the, the hole in the wall and just like, we lived. You should not be alive. What's funny? You yeah. should be dead. Yeah, that's the, that's funny too. But like to me, what was amazing oh. is they don't even know what happened. The punks, they have no clue. That's and the guy. Just walk away. They're just looking at the fire and like, yeah, I guess they won. <laughs> They're just gone. That's it. It's over. Congratulations, okay. victory. I want you to hear the logic of this movie. Okay, you ready? Okay. Earlier on in the movie, the lady dies from a broken arm. Broken arm. I'm, I would say she's a healthy woman. Yeah, she seemed like a young, healthy woman. Okay, then Dead. you got broke arm. You got sixty, seventy year, seventy year old man gets backdrop up a building, <laughs> lives. Cursey <laughs> and this police officer, who are you know normal dudes, mm-hmm. survive an RPG blast into a wall in a, 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 a enclosed area. Yes, this would kill. This would. This is not an building. open area. This would blow that whole room to smithereens. You just demonstrate by throwing these grenades in a building what that can do. And then you're going to throw this shit at us? <laughs> they shoot Bullshit. Him, he shoots him point blank with a point grenade. Point blank. With that'd an RPG. Like, it, that'd be like if someone came into this room right now and I shot him with an RPG. <laughs> we would all be dead. <laughs> Everyone would be dead, but no, he just lives. He just shoots him out of the building. Jesus Christ. You didn't, you didn't do a good job taking care of his things. No. His house is destroyed. That whole, that whole part of the city is dead. It's gone. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like... Everything is destroyed. They're cheering like, yeah, we won, yeah. Like, your homes are gone. You're homeless. <laughs> yeah, this whole place. You're on the streets. Is rubble, and Kersey just gets on the bus and leaves. Yeah, gone. <laughs> then part four, happen, part four and five happens. Which yeah, which happens we, did, we decided not to do four and five because, you know, first of all, it's five movies. Yeah. Second of all, it's like, that. they, they weren't directed by Michael Winter. We wanted to do yeah, Michael Winter. So this Winters. is the Michael Winter Death Wish trilogy. Yeah. So, <clears throat> having said all oh. that, it, may, it sounds like this is a bad movie. I... Loved this movie. Oh, it's so good. I loved this movie. I didn't like it as much as Death Wish One and Two, but it's just this is as a movie that's so bad it's good. An insane, over the top action movie. There's not much like it because, like, okay, yeah, you got stuff like Commando with with Schwarzenegger, but Schwarzenegger's like a thirty something year old Jack dude. Yeah, Bronson's like sixty two. <laughs> yes, you're shredded. You do see that. But he's a 62-year-old man going to war with a city full of gang members and wins without it getting hit. <laughs> Doesn't get hit once. Doesn't even come close to getting taken out. Well, and there's so many times, like, he's sleeping in this building. Yeah. Why'd you not just sneak in and kill him in his sleep? Because he's got them booby traps, hey, He got the booby traps. I know he got the booby traps, but the guy be awake. Just, just swarm him. He can't kill y'all. Also, okay, how, how, how dumb are you going to be? If you're gonna go into a someone's window of their a fucking apartment building, yeah, and start sneaking in and not look at your surroundings, yeah, just jump down that looking. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I, I stepped on nails. Well, I stepped on a booby trap that was set here for people who do this. Yeah. Oh, what was there's me? a point that we didn't even talk about where he sets it's like it's basically a mouse trap, like it springs oh. and hits you in the face, right? His 
the guy's two teeth come out. Yeah, the two teeth, and he's like, what are those? He's like, it's teeth. And I swear to God, the score is basically like, <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, like <laughs> Jimmy Page must have been on that good cush on this one. He didn't do the score for this one. Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, because my notes right here says, Jimmy Page is back for a new hot soundtrack. Because in the beginning of the movie, it says, Soundtrack by Jimmy Page, I swear. There's a couple really awesome pieces. Yeah. Like when the the mob, the gang is walking around, it's like... You know? Yeah. But there's also points like... Yeah, this one, he was and just And it like, like zooms in on Bronson's face and he's just like... Mm. <laughs> he's like... What? They're trying to kill you. You're the... <laughs> <laughs> they slit an old lady's throat. Yeah. And you're... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay, look the the second Death Witch's soundtrack is amazing. Oh, right? amazing! Miss Forty Five has the best soundtrack of any of these movies. Prove me wrong. That's pretty true. Wow, <laughs> I love that. Soundtrack. <laughs> Maybe it's because I was in like a, a school, the school band. Yeah, and I, I love just I just like classical stuff too. So some jazz. Yeah, I love it. I love the score to this one too. Don't get me wrong. There's points in this movie where it's like there's some pretty dope shit. In this oh yeah, there's pretty dope tracks. There's some dope, some dope mixtapes. There's that one. It's like dun 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 It's so good. I swear to Jim Page did this one too. That's insane. That blows my mind. So yeah, I was like, oh, Jim Page just did the second one. Then it's like soundtrack by Jim Page. I was like, he did it again. Death Wish one, classic. Yes. Death Wish two, sick on cinema approved classic. Yes. Death Wish 3 gets the sick on cinema. What the fuck was that? Award. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, Death Wish 3. Not the first thing to get this, I don't think. No, probably not. I'd say the, probably the first, thing, the first thing to get it was probably Jam. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Since that was like our fourth episode, which is crazy. It's just like, there's just so many... Like, I was just watching this movie dumbfounded, like... This doesn't even feel like the same franchise anymore. Like, no. This is so weird. Which you've seen the fourth and fifth one, right? Yeah, they're pretty lackluster. They take place in the nineties, and Bronson's quite older. Yeah, you know, they're they're still not bad movies, but Did you say you took someone out with like a cannoli. Yeah, poison their cannoli. Well, he's old at that point, like really old. <laughs> then why keep making them there? Because they they made money. Like once, like a th- the third one, I think went to theaters. Okay, maybe, but maybe. the fourth and fifth definitely did not. The- the third one made it to the theater. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine seeing that? I want to see, say Central Cinema. If you're listening, we put uh, you over. Oh, ghosts! Whatever. <laughs> Batteries fail. Central Cinema, we're putting you over at the beginning of the show. We love you. You're great, right? Yeah. Please. <laughs> Please. Please. Screen Death Wish three. <laughs> you know what? Screen the entire Death Wish movies in their entirety. <laughs> Death Wish one through five. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like I would watch Death Wish one, two, and three. In the theaters, right? Four, four or five, you walk out. Four or five, you know, I'd watch them. But what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> Death Wish 1 and 2 are awesome, awesome movies. Yeah. Death Wish 3 is a crowd pleaser. Oh, yeah. That place is going to be roaring at the oh. end of Death Wish 3. Because it's it's so goofy. It's, it's amazingly so dumb. Like, th- there's so many plot But holes Bronson and... still brings it. Yeah. He still gives a hell of a performance. He's the best actor in the movie. Oh my god, by a long shot. By a mile. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Death Wish <laughs> 3, man. Honestly, like, of course you gotta go watch Death Wish 1 too. Of course. Yes. You have to watch Death Wish 1 too, because yeah. those are like exploitation 
masterpieces. Even though the other ones don't really tie in with the with except for like a few points he makes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just go watch the third one by itself if you yes. really wanted. To. That's what I was gonna say. But honestly. If I'm going to recommend just sitting down and watching one of these, three, it's going to be Death Wish three. <laughs> even though crazy. I don't rate it as high as Death Wish one and two, but Look. Death Wish three is just like you're going to you're just going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Death Wish one, it's the movie you sit down sit down and watch. You're like, yeah, that was good. A, that's some that was good a, stuff. That was a good movie. Second one's like, oh yeah, that was yeah, good too. That's more of a fist pumper. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm glad Kirsty got and the those third bastards. one's like, oh shit, like, what? <laughs> Whoa, why? Oh my god. So yeah, death, that's the end of the Death Wish trilogy. Anything you gotta say about the movies as a whole before we wrap it up? A roller coaster. It really of emotions, is. Man. Like Death Wish one's coming up. It's good. Yeah. Death Wish two, you kind of you hit the top of that roller coaster. Death Wish three just went, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Death Wish one is your incline up. And it's like, oh man, that's good. Oh, I'm starting to feel it now. Yeah. This was two. It's like, oh, here we go. This was three. Is straight down. Yeah. Like, right. It goes straight down. Like you're going so fast, drop. your jaws are flopping. It's so you're going down so fast that you've immediately got brain damage, and then you hit three, four loops in a row, and then you do a little <laughs> twisty, twisty, and then you make it back to the. And you're just like, let me just and tell then you, four this. or five happens, and it's like, oh, Man, well, over. you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, well, <laughs> well, shit. Let me just let me just tell you this. Okay. When you pop Dash Wish 3 in... Don't do this. Don't do it. <laughs> Your little fucking nuts be quaking, buddy. <laughs> Your little nuts be quaking. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do the rest of it. Don't do that to these people. <laughs> yeah. Man. Like, I had I had seen Death Wish 1 and 2. You've seen them all. I'd seen them all. But I've seen them on cable. Right? Yeah. And it had been years. Like, I was way too young to be watching them, but they were also on cable, so it's like, whatever, they were cut. Yeah, they were like... Either it was censored or they just didn't show it at all. Yeah, exactly. So, but it had been so long that I'd forgotten most of the things except for Death Wish, the original. Yeah. Because Death Wish, you know, is the one I'd seen the most. Mm. I forgot all about three except for that RPG. I forgot how absolutely batshit that movie really was. Death Wish 3 is one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's up there, man. So, big thumbs up for all three of the Death yes. Wish movies. But like I said, you gotta go watch the classics. Yeah. But. If you're just wanting to watch something, just to be like, holy shit, like three. You, you got a long, you had, you went through a long day at work, and you're just like, I'm tired. And you're like, oh, man, that sucked. I just want to watch something fun. I just want to watch something, you know, fun to chill to. You know, you know, if you're if you consume the alcohols and mm. you open up a brewski. If you consume the marijuanas. Yeah, if you cons- if you consume the marijuana, you just light one up. Yeah. And you just sit back and watch this movie. Yeah. I'm not sure if watch- smoking weed in this movie is going to go well. You're just going to be like, whoa, bro. <laughs> You're going to watch Bronze and go ape shit. Yeah. So, that's it for the Death Wish trilogy. Yes. <laughs> well worth the wait, I think. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I feel bad that we didn't cover one and two as much as three, but like three really needed to be like, get I mean, into the nitty gritty of like Death why Wish- it's so crazy. Yeah. Death Wish 1 is one, I would say one of the... It's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. I'd say most people have seen Death Wish, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the original. Most fans of movies and stuff, I've probably seen Death Wish 1, and probably 2. Probably 2, yeah, because 2 is pretty infamous. 3, I don't know about. 3 is the letters talked about insane tri- insane sequel. Like, so. The first two, of course, they got their brutal moments and whatever. But Death Wish 3 is straight up our alley when mm-hmm. it comes to this podcast. Yep. It's so, got uh, brutal moments, it's got weird moments. It's. It, I think it gets a seal of approval as well. I think it does, yep. 
So that's it for the Death Wish trilogy. What do we got next week? Because we're going to do another back to back episodes to make oh, up for. Unless, you know, we say otherwise. Yeah, as of right now, we are going to do back to back episodes. Uh, next week's episode is going to be David Hess in memory of the late great David Hess. I think we had this. I think we had this episode planned out a little earlier, but we just never really pulled the trigger on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I think his birthday just passed. Yeah. So it felt, you know, it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. So yeah, this is going to be an emporium episode for the mighty king of the hills, if you will. King, the, the, the best king. heavy in film history. The best what? Heavy. Heavy? That's what they call it, like heels and movies. Oh, okay. heavies. The, the, <laughs> the black hat. The best 70s rapist. That is right. Mr. David Hess. Yes. So, as we wrap this up. Which movies are we covering in that? Oh, or? yeah. Last House on the Left, House on the Edge of the Park, and Hitchhike. Awesome. Yep. We're hitting a heavy hitter mm-hmm. with Last House on the Left. And then we're going to be trying to do some things. For the October episodes, that my friend that October that's sitting, should be a special month. That is sitting next to me is going to have to get some work done. Oh, look, I've got a lot on my plate too. I know, so. but you got to get some shit done, or it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> so, you know, I wish you'd quit calling, calling me out on air. I don't know. But anyways, um, sick on cinema at gmail dot com. Send us your question, comments, concern, thoughts on the episode, thoughts on the movies we watched. Yeah, give your opinions on them. Tell us what you think about these films. Uh, send us our way at sickonsimagmail.com like we said and um, if you liked the episode make sure to give us five stars five stars on uh, the iTunes yes rate and review uh, and if you want to share us you know share us around on social media yep talk, you know, follow us on social media sick on cinema oh, talk shit if you want to I guess sick on cinema podcast on Instagram yes and on Twitter which is deadass <laughs> Is uh, it's just sick on Sim on there. Yeah, same Look, on Facebook. I haven't updated because we got three followers and two of them are us and another one's someone we know. <laughs> you don't call us out like that. Twitter's the dead platform anyway. Go follow yeah. everybody that supports us, like Who Will Survive Podcast, Rain mm-hmm. Architect, Central Cinema. Oh, um, what was the name of the podcast that uh, Eddie does? Oh, um... Is it Tales from the Black Lodge? Tales from the Black Lodge, yeah. yeah. Go follow them. Go follow NGW since we're making a documentary about them. Yes. Um, all that good stuff. Give it all a follow. Spread the love. Spread Go listen to love. any podcast. Shockwaves. Well, it's not Tales. It's Rants from the Black Lodge. Rants from the Black Lodge. Make sure we got that out before we just goof it. Um, Shockwaves. Whatever. <laughs> that was random, but Whatever right. else podcasts that yeah. are great. Go listen to them. 22 Shots of Moods and Horror, you know. Oh, yeah, they're awesome, too. Exploding Heads. Mm-hmm. All of them. All the horror podcasts. Go give the love. It's, oh, last podcast on the left. Last podcast. All of it. Go spread the love to every podcast out there. That's good. So. Listen to the podcasts. But. I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick. On. Cinema. 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 A fucking grenade launcher.